Hey, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday morning, bright and early today. Getting the week started with the John DeVito Show. Hopefully, you're all doing well. Hopefully, you all had a beautiful weekend. We had a weekend full of fun family activities. Uh, we had, what, three baseball games on Sunday, one baseball game on Saturday, a football game on Sunday. And the football game was highlighted by my son, Brandon, who got a chance to play quarterback and broke a 40-yard touchdown run in the game. Unfortunately, we got absolutely destroyed by a very tough Hudson, Massachusetts team. But it was still fun to see my son play quarterback and have him bust a nice 40-yard run for a touchdown. So anyway, we got a lot going on this week. We're going to read some news stories, uh, get to some very sad news, unfortunately, where we're going to talk about uh, it, it appears that uh, Wyoming, uh, the FBI has found the remains of Gabby Petito. So very sad. So let's get going. Happy morning, Monday morning to everybody. Uh, welcome to the John DeVito Show. And uh, hopefully everyone had a wonderful weekend here in New England. The weather was beautiful, you know, just typical uh, September weather. I was fortunate where I was able to take the convertible out on both days, Saturday and Sunday. So I was driving around in my midlife crisis mobile, my 2004 Corvette convertible. You know, it's not super sexy. It's not one of the brand new, you know, $150,000 Corvettes, but it's beautiful, it's old, and it still gets the job done, just like me. <laughs> right? Uh, here we go. That's how we're going to start the week. All right, maybe not so beautiful, but it's got some dents, it's got some scratches. Mechanically, it's not perfect, so it is just like me. But anyway, um, I wanted to touch base again this morning on the Gabby Petito uh, situation. Now, as I did a show the other day, I was talking about this beautiful young woman uh, I'm sure many of you or most of you are familiar with what happened. Uh, Gabby Petito was going on a cross-country trip with her fiancé. And, uh, you know, beautiful young woman, by all accounts. It looks like a, you know, looked like a good young couple. And they were traveling across country in her van, you know, camping out across the country, just, you know, enjoying being young and being able to explore the country. So we found out that a short time ago she had dis disappeared she had been reported missing and her fiance, which still baffles me to this day, uh, instead of staying in the area and looking for her and staying in the area and trying to figure out what happened to his fiance, he decided to drive home. He left her wherever she was, uh, out West and drove cross country back to his parents' home and basically just abandoned her out in the middle of nowhere. So, for me, you know, I'm a guy that, uh, as of this Wednesday, has been married for 20 years. And, you know, in relationships, you know, you have good days, you have bad days, you have good months and bad months, good years and bad years. I mean, it's just the way relationships go. But one of the things that is just completely unacceptable in any way or form is being in a relationship that turns physically abusive. And what we saw was, you know, once Gabby disappeared, it appeared that there may have been some abuse during this relationship. Now, I'm not sure what her parents know. I'm sure all of it's going to come out. I'm not sure what his parents know. But the thing that was really eerie and just sad and scary was to see the uh, body cam video of uh, a couple of police officers that pulled over uh, Gabby and her fiancé uh, out west, and apparently, well, I guess apparently they pulled over to the side of the road. They were having a pretty heated, argue, heated argument where they were yelling back and forth. 
when the police came up to her window, she was in tears. She was very upset. You know, she was apologizing for the argument and the two of them were trying to play it off as just a typical, you know, argument uh, in a relationship. And, you know, as we know, I mean, anyone that's been in a relationship, those type of things happen. But the police uh, pulled the two of them out of the vehicle and they interviewed them separately. And the video I saw of him, he seemed like he was certainly trying to you know, play it down. He was on his best behavior. He was trying to laugh it off, you know, just the couples having, having a fight. But the officer noticed that he had scratch marks on his face. So apparently, I guess there was a witness that saw him either shove her or hit her and she, you know, fought back. So that's most likely where the scratches came on her face. And it was just kind of unfortunately a preview as to what was going to happen or at least kind of some type of video narrative as to where their relationship's been. So everybody, I just popped back over into the chat. I'm reading a news story. So welcome to everybody coming in. I see you all in here. Hashtag, thank you. I'm going to talk a little bit about Gabby Petito because this is really bothering this bothering me this morning, as it should all of us. I mean, this is a beautiful young woman. And how many times do we have to see in this country and in this world young women taken from us too soon? Taken from, taken from us by the hands of an abuser. Now, for anybody that's new in here, please follow my show. Please share my live. I would love to have you come back again, but hang in with me. We're, we're, we're really going to break this down today to the best of my ability because everyone is pointing the finger at the fiance. Now, let me read the story, okay? I'm going to read the story, and then I want to talk about what also is going on out in this area of the country, which was kind of amazing. Um, in addition to Gabby being missing and then being found unfortunately deceased there were two other people this summer that have also disappeared from the same general location so we're going to read about that now everyone is pointing the finger at the fiance in my heart of hearts i believe it's him the police and the fbi they are looking for him he is on the run he was supposedly at his parents house he left his parents house it took them a few days to notify police and authorities that he had left, and apparently he is hiding in some wildlife reserve in Florida. Whether or not that's true, who knows, but the police have been searching for him with dogs, with drones, with whatever they have capable. So let me, let me read the story about the FBI finding her, you know, finding her remains, and there's a beautiful picture of her, you know, with uh, her standing in front of a painting, with angel wings behind her and just she was just a beautiful beautiful young 22 year old woman with her whole life in front of her and it literally breaks my heart i mean for those of you that come into my show i'm a father of four i have a 16 year old daughter and when i see this all i can think of is my daughter and i think of a life that's just been cut too short so anyway this is the report yesterday so body found in wyoming is likely the body of gabby petito authorities say Authorities say the body was found in Grand Teton National Park was likely that of Gabby Petito, noting the body matched the description of the missing women, woman. Authorities say the investigation is still ongoing, adding that the body has yet to be 100% positively identified. So, I mean, I guess there's some question of not being 100% sure yet, but it sounds like the authorities are pretty darn sure, you know, this is who they have found. So, I mean, again, you know, even if it's not her, they found another woman who has lost her life. So either way, it's a lose-lose situation. But I think all of us can assume that it most, most likely is Gabby that was found. So authorities on Sundays discovered a body at Grand Teton National Park in Moose, Wyoming, 
where a search for missing 22-year-old Gabby Petito was underway. Teton, Count, uh, Teton County Coroner Brent Blue confirmed to Fox Digital uh, News. So earlier today, human remains were discovered consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito, FBI Denver Field Office Supervisor Senior Resident Agent Charles Jones said. The cause of death has not yet been determined, he said. The Laundry's family lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, issued a statement Sunday after the FBI revealed that a body was found in Wyoming was likely Gabby Petito. The news about Gabby Petito is heartbreaking, and I think everybody in America and the world would agree. The Laundry family prays for Gabby and her family, Bertolino said. So the FBI and other law enforcement uh, began the search for the uh, in the National Forest Saturday, and she had visited the area on August 27th. So again, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking news that they found Gabby. Uh, Gabby apparently is dead. And you have to wonder where her fiance is. Where is he? I mean, for me, as I mentioned, if I, if this was me, if I was traveling with my fiance or traveling with my girlfriend or traveling with my wife, if I'm someplace and my wife disappears and she is nowhere to be found, the last thing I'm going to do is get in my car, drive cross country, and go to a place of hiding, whether it be my parents' house, my house, a friend's house. I am not leaving that area until my wife, fiance, girlfriend is found. I mean, that that's where I'm at. And that's the one thing I can't get past. I can't get past the fact that he just left and went to his parents' house, hid out there, and is now basically on the run. I mean, he's not missing. He has fleed the area. He is hiding. He is looking to avoid law enforcement. If my spouse or my fiance were missing, I would be immediately in the police station. I would be immediately sharing with them every bit of news I could, every bit of information I could to help find her. I would be out searching. I would be out posting pictures. I would be on social media looking to find the love of my life. I would not be fleeing the scene and leaving and driving to my parents' house and hiding and then actually fleeing from my parents' house. To me, it seems obvious that this person is the person of interest, that this person is most likely the person that took her life. And why? Why? Why would you do this? Why? If you're unhappy with the person that you're with, if you're unhappy with the person that you're dating, you don't need to become violent. You don't need to end someone's life. Just leave. End the relationship. Move on. Now we have a situation where a young woman is dead, her family is destroyed, and also this young man now who had a life in front of him is now going to spend, when they find him, the rest of his life in prison. So these are two lives ruined. These are two families devastated. We now have a nation in mourning over another beautiful young woman who has been taken from us. So welcome to everybody coming in. I really appreciate everybody coming into the show. Right now I'm talking about the body of Gabby Petito that has been found. Unfortunately, it looks like she has been found dead. And I wanted to, if I could find this story, I want to read something else that I had seen about um where she was abducted from. So let me see. I'm going to type in real quick. So bear with me. Gabby Petito, real professional radio here as I type into Google as I am uh, looking for a story. I should have had this ready, but it's early. You know what I mean? I've only had one cup of coffee so far. All right. So let me see. Because apparently where she was reported missing from, it is not. she's not the only person that is missing. Now, here it is right here. I just found the story. So let me read this to you. Now, 
everyone, including me, is assuming that the fiance is the one that killed her. And to me, all the circumstantial evidence sounds like it was certainly, you know, the, the, the boyfriend or the fiance that ended up her life. Now, Gabby Patino was with uh, her fiance at Grand Teton National Park. Now, she was in the midst of a cross-country van trip with also her missing boyfriend. He's not missing, he's hiding, but his name was Brian Laundrie when she disappeared in late August. Now, her family last spoke with her on the 24th. I mean, as we know now, she was found, but apparently she is not the only person that has been missing from Grand Teton National Park this year. There were two other people that were also reported missing and have not been found. So imagine that now. So she is now the third person over the course of this summer that people have been reported missing and they have not been found. There was another gentleman by the name of Robert Robert Lowry. He was a traveler from Texas. And he had a ping from his cell phone in Jackson on August 23rd uh, by the Jackson Hole, Hole News and Gazette. But the 46-year-old was last seen on video on August 19th at a restaurant in Jackson Hole in the Teton Village. So as of right now, Robert Lowry is still missing. Robert, Robert Lowry has not been found. And they think, think that one of the last things he had been caught doing was actually taking a lift ride the following day after there was a video of him. So Lowry had never been to the area before. His sister Lee told the paper that he had recently got a sleeping bag in a tent but had no camping experience. So you've got now Gabby Petito, and you've got this Robert Lowry, who was also abducted. They haven't found him. They don't know where he is. He was a 46-year-old man, started camping for the first time. He is now missing, okay? Now, to add to that, in addition to Gabby and Mr. Lowry, there was a third person, Cian McLaughlin, was last seen on June 8th, hiking in the park by a local resident without a backpack. He was then reported missing four days later. So we have a history here in the park this summer where literally three people have been reported missing. So it's easy for all of us to look at Gabby and to look at her, you know, fiance and think that he was the one that ended her life. And he probably was. However, we do have three people missing. One of them now has been found dead in the same general area. Could it be another person? Could it be that Mr. Laundry and Gabby Petito got into a fight? They separated, she was abducted, and someone got her, and it wasn't him. I mean, I don't know. This is something the police have to investigate, but what gets me still is that he ran and hid. He ran and hid, he left her, and I think right there, that that's the big issue that we all look at, where he took off, he left her alone, he did not stay and look for her at all, and I don't think you can really look at that any way whatsoever and come to any conclusion other than the fact that he was the person that actually took her. So who knows, but I mean, it's just kind of crazy to see that there were three people missing from that same park. But I think everybody right now is looking at the boyfriend and, or the fiance. And I think that's the way you have to go. So scary times, sad times. I pray for the family. I can't imagine what they're going through right now. I can't imagine how, how possible um, this could be, you know, how, how sad this must be that, she lost her life. I mean, again, I've got kids and I can't imagine what it's like to lose one of your children in this manner. So I pray for her. I pray for Gabby. I pray for her family. And I hope somehow they can come to some level of peace in finding out um, 
you know, what happened. Now, they're also reporting, now police in Florida are reporting that there's a possibility that Brian Laundrie has hurt himself now in the Florida case. I mean, if he's a guy that uh, hurt her, murdered her, killed her, maybe it was on purpose, maybe they got into a fight, maybe it was accidental, we don't know. But there is apparently a possibility that Brian Laundrie has hurt himself in the sprawling Florida Wildlife Reserve as dual searches continue for him uh, and his missing girl and, and and his missing girlfriend. I mean, obviously they found her. This is an older story. But they're saying that Laundrie, they're they're concerned that maybe he may have ended his life, injured himself, and he is right now uh, hiding out someplace in a twenty-five thousand acre reserve in Sarasota County. So. I don't know. You know, this type of thing, it breaks my heart. Welcome to everybody coming to the show. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're talking right now about Gabby Petito. They've Authorities found her body uh, this past weekend, and it's just absolutely heartbreaking. So I'll probably come back to the story a little bit, and we'll continue to update people on what's going on in this situation. But again, I want to one more time just pray for her family. I hope that they find closure. I hope that they found who took her life. And nothing is going to bring her back. But, you know, my heart, my thoughts, my prayers are with each and every one of you. And I, I hope to God that they can find out what happened to her because it literally just breaks my heart. Now, uh, I see a, an article here by the New York Times. Uh, apparently, there has been a shooting in Russia at, at Russian University. And apparently, you know, you see these type of things happen in the United States quite a bit. But apparently now a gunman has killed eight people at the Russian University. So apparently there was a mass shooting at a provincial Russian university, killing at least eight people in the latest outbreak of violence at schools or universities in Russia. So this has been a phenomenon that we've seen a lot in the United States. And you know now we're seeing acts of violence in Russia by gunmen, gunmen going into schools and shooting other people. Now, this is the report that is being reported on out of, Mos- out of Moscow. So a gunman opened fire on Monday on a Russian university campus, killing at least eight people and wounding 19, state media reported. During the attack, students jumped from a second floor window to escape a building on the campus of Perm State University in the city of Perm, and that's about 650 miles east of Moscow. Video footage posted online shows. A state news agency, RIA Novosti, cited the investigative committee, a law enforcement agency, saying eight people have died. There were conflicting reports on whether the shooter was killed or captured, and there was no initial reports of involvement by other gunmen. RIA posted videos showing a slender man dressed in black clothing, a black helmet, and carrying a gun, uh, possibly a rifle. Once rare, school shootings have become more common in Russia in recent years. The violence on Monday was the second mass shooting at a school this year. In May, an attacker killed seven students and two employees in Kazan, another province, uh, provincial Ru- Russian city. So, you know, we're, we're seeing this more and more. We've seen it in the United States for many years now, where we have school shootings that are happening on a regular basis. Now, I want to welcome everybody coming into the show. Thank you for joining us. So, it's sad when you see this. I mean, in America, you know, we've had Columbine High School. We've had shootings in movie theaters. We've had shootings in multiple schools, shootings in office buildings. And a lot of times when these things happen, you know, people are quick to blame the guns. Now, the guns, obviously, in some cases, are what uh, end up as the end result of 
the violence. Sometimes you have people that drive cars or vans into groups of people. Other times, like the Boston Marathon bombing, you have people that end up using pressure cookers. You have people like on September 11th that use airplanes to create havoc. So, you know, for me, when I, when I hear about shootings and I hear about gun violence, for me, I am a gun owner. I believe in the Second Amendment here in the United States. And for me, I want to know what's being done to get to the root of the issue. It's not really about the guns. It's not really about the airplanes. It's not really about the pressure cookers. It's not really about the automobiles or the knives or the crossbows or, or, the, or whatever's used to kill. Why are people killing? Why are people suffering from mental health issues and they're not getting the help that they need? You know, in schools, I do believe that a lot of the violence stems from excessive bullying. You know, today, we have kids that are literally beaten down to a pulp where they have no self-esteem, where they end up having no friends, where they are just ignored and belittled and made to believe like they just don't matter. And, you know, when you're 40 years old, you can look and understand that if things in a job are bad or if you have some friends that, you know, dumped you as friends, you can see that your life is going to get better and really your life is not defined by these events. But when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you are going through these life events, you can't see, you know, through the forest at that point, you can't see that someday things are going to get better, you are going to react, and you're going to be beaten down at a certain point, if you're pushed to your breaking point, you're going to start to realize that, you know, things aren't going to get better, you're going to start to believe that things are never going to improve. And that's when I think sometimes people pick up guns, and they commit acts of violence, which is unfortunate. So I think in, the, in this country and in this world, we have a systematic problem with violence, we have a systematic problem with mental health, we have a systematic problem with bullying in our society, where people eventually get to the end of their rope, they grab a gun, and they open fire. And it's unfortunate, we can blame the guns. But if we take away all the guns, they're going to use something else, they can use a bomb, they're going to use a knife, they're going to use a crossbow, they can use a bow and arrow, you know, they're going to they're going to use pressure cooker as bombs. I mean, they're going to crash their car into a group of people or into a building. I mean, there are other ways to commit violence. And I don't think taking away the guns is going to solve it. We have to look at why, why are these things happening? You know, why, why does this continue? So I don't know. It's just to me, again, heartbreaking stuff. And you know, reading the news on a Monday morning is kind of tough. We need to pick me up. So I may have to go to some funny news in a little bit. But this is kind of a cool story. I don't know if anybody saw this. I mean, I when I say cool, I mean, I'm hoping no one's been injured, but I don't know if anyone saw in Spain, a volcano has erupted. And to me, there is nothing more amazing than the power of Mother Nature. And to see a volcano erupt is just incredible to me. I mean, it's scary, it's terrifying, but it's amazing. So apparently a volcano has erupted on Spain's La Palma Island, spewing lava and forcing thousands to evacuate. So obviously for the people here, it's a very dangerous situation, but apparently 5,000 people have been evacuated and lava was flowing on the island of La Palma towards the sea moving at 2,300 feet per hour. I mean, that's kind of fast, I think. So that lava is not really just crawling along. I mean, that's moving at a pretty decent clip to travel 2,300 feet within an hour. So I, I always think of lava just like barely moving. I mean, that shows that this lava has got some speed to it. And it's kind of cruising along here in Spain. So, you know, kind of a terrifying, terrifying thing. And I noticed also that over the weekend, there was an earthquake in Los Angeles that, uh, registered 4.3 on the Richter scale. And I think sometimes you see ties between earthquakes in different regions and volcanic eruptions and things like that. So you never know the, 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 uh, 
the earthquake that hit Los Angeles could have been some type of tremor due to this pending volcanic eruption that's now happening in Spain. So, you know, I'll tell you, the, the power of our Earth, the power of Mother Nature is just amazing. And, man, there are some pictures here. If you haven't seen this, look this up. I mean, there's a picture of a village right here in Spain. It looks like it's in La Palma. It's a small city or town. They basically live on farming for the most part, and they show these grouping of houses with just this mountain of fire directly behind them. I mean, that to me is just terrifying to see that. So prayers for everybody there in La Palma in Spain. The volcanic eruption looks like it's just kind of terrifying, and uh, I hope everyone there is going to be okay. And, you know, I've never witnessed a volcanic eruption, and I think I would uh, I would be absolutely terrified to be um you know, anywhere near that. So, you know, I'm actually seeing another story now. I want to read this. I want to go back to the Gabby Petito story really quickly. We were talking about, you know, the body of Gary Petito, or Gabby Petito was found. Uh, she unfortunately looks like she is dead. Uh, Brian Laundrie was her fiance. And it says that here, some of her friends were saying that Brian Laundrie was very controlling and he suffered from episodes. So there we go. You know, more and more, it looks like this guy is the person that ended her life. So let me read this story to everybody. This is regarding Gabby Petito again and her boyfriend and or fiance, Brian Laundrie, who was suspected in her disappearance and now her murder. So apparently uh, Gabby Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, who is now also gone missing. And as, his, as her family has said, he's not missing, he's hiding. And he's being sought by the FBI, suffered with extreme jealousy and control issues and experienced quote unquote episodes in which he would hear voices and not be able to sleep, Petito's friends told the Daily Mail. Now, you know, we were just talking about the gun violence in Russia. Here we go again, is if this guy's hearing voices, I mean, this guy's got a mental illness. And again, we're talking about another person that has a mental illness that went unchecked. And we've got such a problem in this country and in this world right now where people with mental illnesses are being left basically to fend for themselves. So who knows if this guy had a mental illness, but if he's hearing voices and he couldn't sleep, it sounds like schizophrenia. And again, this should have been a person that was getting help. And maybe if he had gotten the help he needed, Gabby Petito would still be alive. So anyway, Rose Davis, 21 of Sarasota, described Laundry as a controlling and manipulative boyfriend in one incident stealing Petito's ID so she wouldn't be able to go out to, bar, out, out to the bars with her. Petito had described the strange episodes to Davis, which at times forced Petito to sleep at her house. He's got these jealousy issues, and he struggles from what Gabby calls these episodes where he would hear things and hear voices and wouldn't sleep, she told the outlet. Gabby had to stay at my house a bunch of times because she just needed a breather and did not want to go home to him. Davis said that she used to consider Laundry a friend after spending time with the couple. Uh, she also said she believed she was one of Petito's only friends that she had in Florida after re relocating there uh, with him from Long Island and believed Laundry was jealous of their relationship and taking her away from him. She said... The two friends would share locations on their iPhones and keep each other safe in case we got lost. But Laundry made Petito stop sharing her location once he found out. Apparently, oh, my story just skipped ahead. Hold on one second. Two, 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 two. All right. Okay. He had this composure as a sweet, nice, caring guy. Now, if anyone saw the police's body cam video, of them pulling over this couple when she was crying upset. That's how he was trying to come across. You know, sweet, happy-go-lucky, nice, caring guy. That's exactly what I saw 
when the police pulled him over. But she said, you could tell that he's a little off, a little weird, like he'd set up our hammocks when we'd go to the beach, but he wouldn't sit with us, which I found bizarre, she told the Daily Mail. So Brian had a jealousy issue. Rose said, I'm her only friend in Florida, to my knowledge, and that's not because she can't make friends. He just didn't want her to have friends. So it sounds like one of those typical controlling boyfriends that wants her to be separate from her family, doesn't want her to have any friends, and to be totally reliant on him. We've seen this over and over again where you have people that are controlling, that are jealous, that end up eventually doing this. I mean, really going back in time, that's kind of how O.J. Simpson was. When you look at him you know, murdering Nicole Simpson and uh, you know Brown as well, that's kind of what happened with Simpson. So the story goes on further to say he was always worried that she was going to leave him, she said. It was a constant thing to try to stay to try to get us to stop hanging out. Davis told the Daily Mail she'd last spoken to Petito in early August, where they discussed meeting up in Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming for Davis's birthday on August 28th. Davis said that she had requested off work for the day, but never uh, went, uh, went after, after, never went after not hearing back from Petito. She said the couple never fought in front of her. However, she believed that she could tell when they had just had an argument. She said that within the first year of knowing her, Petito spent between seven and 10 nights at her house after they had fought. I do believe that their relationship as they kept going on was getting more problematic. It just seemed like there was more and more arguments. She told the daily mail adding that they still had planned on getting married despite Petito telling her mother it was called off everything she did. I felt like he thought was wrong. So, you know, you, you hear this. I mean, this guy seems like he was abusive. He seemed like he was mentally abusive. Welcome to everybody coming in. I just was off reading a news story. But again, we're talking about, you know, Gabby Petito. She was found dead. It sounds like this fiance is the person that did it. He's missing. He's hiding. He's fleeing, whatever you want to call it. But there was an account from one of Gabby Petito's good friends that said this guy was jealous. He was abusive. He was cutting her off from her family. He was cutting her off from her friends. And he was controlling her. He was jealous and he was hearing voices. So I don't know how we can look in any other direction other than this Brian Laundry for the death of uh, Gabby Petito. So, you know, for me, I wanted to get on this morning and do a quick show about this. This to me is heartbreaking. For those people in here that are new, uh, please uh, follow my show if you can, if you haven't done it before. And if you could, please share my live. I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you could help me promote my show a little bit and get it out there for everybody. And uh, she is no longer with us, and it's just uh, extremely unfortunate. So I don't know. Very, very sad for everybody involved. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to move forward and, and see uh, what happens in this case. But I'm hoping they find this person and they bring him to justice because her family deserves it. They deserve closure. And hopefully that's, in fact, what happens. So, all right. So we talked about Gabby Petito. We talked about the volcanic eruption in Spain. We've also talked about uh, the shooting in Russia. So we've got a lot going on. Now, I wonder, you know, anybody out there, is anybody watching any football over the weekend? Uh, my New England Patriots ended up winning their first game. They beat uh, the New York Jets, which I was happy about. Uh, our new quarterback, Mac Jones, uh, you know, played well, it looks like. I didn't see the game. I was actually at my son's football game. But it looks like Mac Jones had a decent game. Uh, the Patriots ended up beating the hapless Jets. And uh, it looks like Bill Belichick's defense uh, played uh, fits on uh, the, the new Jets quarterback where he threw for four interceptions in the game. So that was uh, good for the Patriots to get a win under their belt. 
with Mac Jones as the quarterback. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So how about all you? Did you guys all have a good weekend? Hopefully everyone had a good weekend. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. I mean, I can't believe it's Monday morning already. It seems like the weekend, the weekends just fly by and the weeks just crawl along. So it's kind of crazy <laughs> to think that uh, here we are again on another Monday morning. But we will make it. We'll make it to Friday. You know, we'll get through this week. And uh, before we know it, we'll be enjoying another weekend. So for me, you know, the weekend was good. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, as usual with my four kids, I had uh, several baseball games. So we had four baseball games and a football game. You know, my son Ethan's playing fall baseball. My son Brandon's playing football. He's a seventh grader. And I was proud, you know, Brandon, uh, he is a running back and a middle linebacker and a good football player. And their quarterback got injured in this game in the first half. So in the second half, my son Brandon took over his quarterback. And quite frankly, they were getting their butts kicked. They were losing 35 nothing at halftime to a very tough team. But Brandon did have the one highlight of the game where he had a quarterback keeper and he ran 40 yards for a touchdown. So if you're on Instagram and you follow me at all, you can actually see his touchdown run on Instagram. It was pretty impressive because he's a big kid and he got around the end and he did run through one tackle at the line of scrimmage and then bust through and basically had a really nice run and scored the only touchdown of the game. So the one negative thing is that Brandon has scored the only two touchdowns for his team this season. So they they need to find a, find a way to start getting the ball in the end zone or it's going to be a long season. And so far um, we've played three games. We're one and two. So we're lucky to have that one win. We did win one game, seven to six, but um, just kind of crazy that we've only scored two touchdowns. Uh, the whole season. So I'm looking at some funny stories here. Now, this is kind of a weird story. I'm going to read a couple of funny stories and then move on. It looks like uh, a couple's road trip in a converted, there's a, there's a couple taking a, like a road trip in a converted hearse, and it's called the Grim Sleeper. Now, I don't know why you would want to buy a hearse. I don't know why you'd want to take a road trip in a hearse, but you got to give them props. The name of the hearse, if they're camping out this thing, the Grim Sleeper is pretty good, but I don't know, man. I have no interest in being in a hearse until the big man upstairs calls my number and puts an end to my life. So hopefully, that's never going to happen. Hopefully, I'm you know I'm, I'm not going to get there anytime soon. But for God's sakes, you know I don't know. I can't see myself ever camping out in a uh, in a hearse. So <laughs> not for me. So now this is kind of funny. Now in Maine, you know, as you all know, uh, my Maine is my favorite state. Apparently, a gigantic rubber duck has appeared in the harbor of Belfast, Maine. And residents have no idea how this thing got here. Apparently, it's just gigantic. And on the big rubber duck is the word joy. So there's this huge, gigantic, yellow rubber duck floating in the harbor out there in Maine and have, you know, have... <laughs> No idea how it got there. So the people in Maine are kind of wondering. I wonder if my friends like Snow Pro or Rounding Third have maybe seen this, but that's just kind of funny news. Now, here's a story. Then this is kind of a funny one. A Florida woman is arrested after a lewd jail visit with an inmate, authorities say. So we got to read this story. So apparently, Daniel, uh, Danielle Ferrero allegedly, now here we go, she allegedly exposed her breasts and touched herself during a virtual visit with an inmate at Charlotte County Jail. So it sounds like she was having a little bit of, uh, you know, Zoom sex or whatever it was, you know, Google Hangout sex. But apparently now 
<laughs> now that's desperate. I mean, you're you're going on with a guy in jail. I mean, first of all, that poor bastard probably hasn't been near, near a woman in a long time. God knows how long he's been in there for. So you're getting on the computer and you're flashing your breast to this poor bastard who's been stuck in prison for God knows how long. So this is the story. And uh, hey, I got to say, if I'm the guy in jail, I'm probably pretty happy. But a Florida woman exposed her breast and appeared to pleasure herself during a virtual visit with an inmate last week ending up being behind bars herself, authorities say. So Danielle Ferrero, 38, of Punta Gorda, Florida, spoke to the inmate in a video call at the Charlotte County Jail's Visitation Center on August 8th at the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, it was said in a statement. So there's a picture of her, you know, not bad. You know who she looks like? She actually looks a little bit like Pamela Smart, quite frankly. There's a picture of her. She looks like she's, I don't know, probably, you know, she looks like she's about her age, late 30s, blonde hair, not bad looking. So, hey, I mean, I'm sure this guy in prison, you know, he's tired of jerking off to Pornhub and other guys' ass cheeks. So he finally gets some woman to do a video chat with him. You can't blame him for taking the opportunity. But apparently Ferraro and the inmate engaged in lewd sexual conversation for about an hour before she began touching herself within the visitation building, according to the statement. So apparently whatever he was saying was kind of getting her going. I mean, what do you think it was? You think it was, uh, hey, come on in, we'll share our bread and water together. Or, you know, last night I got railed by a, by a guy in uh, solitary confinement. I mean, who knows what he was saying to get her going. But, you know, it could be, hey, why don't you come into jail? We'll have like a 400 on one. You know, who knows? But at one point during the video session, Ferrero was rocking back and forth in her seat as a form of masturbation, the sheriff's office said. Ferraro also lifted her shirt to expose her breast to the inmate three separate times toward the end of a call, according to the statement. You know, I got to say, Miss Ferraro, you know, I don't know if this is something I would do. I don't know, know if this is something I would be into, but I got to give you a little applause. I got to give you a little applause. I mean, you went to jail for lewd. Uh, lewd service. But I mean, again, you made this guy's day. So congratulations. You went out, you rubbed one out uh, for this guy. And I'm sure he's going to use that and put it in the spank bank for the next 30 years. So anyway, Ferraro was arrested days later and charged with exposure of sexual organs within a public place in violation of probation. So she's already on probation. Maybe she's done this before or of community control. She was held at the Charlotte County Jail and later released according to online jail records. So Mrs. Ferraro, I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit. You know, you, you, you made this guy's dream came true. You went in, you rubbed one out for him on Zoom, exposed your breast, and you just made this guy's next 20 years. So good for you. I, I say, you know, hey, that should be allowed in prison. I mean, these people in prison, they don't have anything else going, for, going on for them. They're stuck in there. They, you know, are probably getting raped on a regular basis. And if you get that chance, you gotta, you gotta kindly, you know, you gotta kind of just take advantage of that. So here's one here. All right. We're going to read this one. And this one scares the crap out of me. This is like a la the shining. So a West Virginia man allegedly chases his family with an ax. Big surprise. That's West Virginia. Uh, quote, I had to kill them to get the demons out. Now for the last woman, Miss Ferrero, she was masturbating to help the guy get the semen out. And here you've got a man in West Virginia who is allegedly trying to get the demons out. Oh yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. So here's the story on Fox news. West Virginia man allegedly chased family with ax. I had to get them to get the demons out. 
And again, as I say, why do these things always seem to happen in West Virginia? That's my question. You know, what the hell is going on down there? But anyway, a West Virginia man was arrested last week after he allegedly chased his parents while wielding an axe and a bow and arrow. So not only did he have an axe, I mean, how do you carry an axe and a bow and arrow at the same time? I mean, does he have three arms? I'm not sure how he's doing that. But anyway, he was telling deputies he had to kill them and get the demons out, according to a local report. Johnny Carson York, so his name is actually Johnny Carson. I guess his parents were big fans of the ex-late night talk show host, Johnny Carson. But Johnny Carson York Jr., 45, and he's still living at home, I guess. I mean, what the fuck is this guy doing? Get out of your parents' basement. He must have voted for Biden. So anyway, Johnny Carson York, 45, allegedly tried to hurt his family members on Friday at their home in Bramwell, a small town near the state's southern border with Virginia. As deputies with the Mercer County Sheriff's Department were responding to a call, an emergency dispatcher alerted them that the situation escalated and York was now trying to shoot them with a bow and arrow. So he couldn't catch up with the axe. I mean, look at this guy. It looks like a good stiff wind would probably blow him over. So he couldn't get him with the axe. So he put the axe down and then figured he'd go to the bow and arrow. So, I mean, think of his poor parents. I imagine they're probably pretty old if he's 45. So these poor bastards are outrunning their son with an axe. I mean, they're they're trying to duck and weave from bows being uh, arrows being shot at them. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you should have forced this kid to get out of the house and get a job or maybe get him some mental health. I mean, he's probably been playing Xbox in the basement for the last 20 years, and you wonder why he's shooting bows and arrows at you. But anyway, deputies arrived and reportedly learned that a family member that York had been asked to put away some items in a shed before it started to rain. So, you know, go out and do some chores. You know, you're 45 and you're still living at home. York then allegedly threw a lighter at the family member and chased both of them with a maul. So not actually an axe. If you don't know what a maul is, I'm a country guy. A maul is basically the same thing as an axe. It's like a combination between an axe and a sledgehammer. It's much larger and heavier and easier to split wood with. So the parents were able to hide and call 911, in which they said York tried to shoot them with a bow and arrow. The family members told deputies that they both had taken out a domestic violence protection order against York after he broke a TV in their home earlier that day, but that the order had not yet been served. And so it sounds like he was already triggered. You know, he broke the TV. You know, I don't know what happened if his favorite show wasn't on. You know, maybe someone changed the channel on him. So he broke the TV. Then he had to go clean the shed up in the rain, threw a lighter, threw a mall, and then was shooting bows and arrows at his parents. So sounds like a real class guy in West Virginia here. So following York's arrest, he allegedly told authorities at the country sheriff's department that I had to kill them to get the demons out. And I feel like I have to kill everyone I see. There we go. There's a good stable person. And again, we were talking about mental illness in this country. But here's another guy right now that uh, obviously has a problem with a mental illness, and he was out trying to kill his family, saying he had to get the demons out with a bow and arrow. And that goes back to my story earlier. We were talking about the shootings in Russia. It doesn't matter if you have a gun, if you have a a mall, if you have a bow and arrow, if you have an automobile, a pressure cooker, an airplane, whatever it is. If you are mentally ill, you're going to find a tool to kill people. And obviously this guy, you know, didn't need a gun. He had a mall, he had a bow and arrow, and he's running around West Virginia trying to kill, kill his parents because they told him to put stuff in the shed. So, oh, I don't know. When are we going to do something about mental illness in this country? All right, listen, I got to go in a minute. 
I may read one more story. Let me see if I can find one more. Oh, here we go. I like this one. Here's another strange story. So we talked about Gabby Petito and, you know, the authorities finding her body earlier in the show. And hopefully, again, you know, before I get to this story, you know, we can pray for her family, everybody, and hope that they finally find Brian Laundrie because he's obviously the person it seems like that killed her. So anyway, uh, to keep it light at the end of the show here, apparently – now, you know, I've, I've watched Lost. I used to watch Gilligan's Island. You know, I've always dreamed about being shipwrecked on an island, right? I mean, wouldn't that be great? If you were shipwrecked on an island, you know, you could hang out, be at the beach all day, as long as you had some food, like bananas or whatever else, you could survive. But apparently, you know, a shipwrecked mother dies at sea after drinking her own urine to save her kids. Now, sad story. But I can't imagine getting to the point where you have to drink your own urine. I mean, first of all, I, I imagine it doesn't taste very good. And I can't imagine it does any good to drink it. But if you're that desperate and you're, you're clinging to be alive, I mean, that's pretty sad. So this is a story of the woman who died, shipwrecked apparently at sea, I'm guessing, and drank her own urine to stay alive and to save her children. So two children were, were reportedly found clinging to their dead mother. Very sad who had saved their lives by drinking her own urine so she could breastfeed them after their boat broke apart and they drifted at seas for days. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to be able to pronounce this name, but Mar Marily Chacon, I think, 40, of Venezuela, was aboard the Thor on September 3rd, along with her six-year-old son. Boy, she's still breastfeeding her six-year-old son. I don't think we breastfed my kids when they were still six. But anyway, getting off the point, my ADD. And her two-year-old daughter, husband, and nanny for a pleasure cruise uh, to Tortiga Island in the Caribbean when disaster struck. So during the trip to the un uninhabited island, a wave struck the boat and broke its hull apart, forcing the group to spend four days adrift on a lifeboat in the blazing sun. That had to be terrible. The desperate, desperate mother decided that the only way to save her kids was by consuming her own urine, which allowed her to breastfeed them during the harrowing ordeal. Uh, according to the report, rescue was finally discovered. The survivors, who included the children, identified as Jose David and Maria Beatriz Camblor Chacon and their nanny, Verona, Veronica Mart uh, Martinez, 25, who was found hunkering down in an empty icebox to escape the searing temperatures. The kids who were found clinging to their mom's body, Martinez, were treated for dehydration and first-degree burns. Five other people who had been aboard the stricken vessel, including the father, Remus David Camblor, have not been found, according to Newsweek. Chacon suffered organ failure due to electrolyte depletion caused by dehydration, which was possibly accelerated by her breastfeeding, a forensic med medicine source told Laporter. So, I mean, crazy story. I mean, it's definitely under odd news stories, certainly not a funny story. I know Dawson said they should have eaten the nanny. That's probably a good call. You know, but you never know. Maybe, maybe the husband isn't alive because the wife found out that the husband was having sex with the nanny. She killed him, throw him overboard. And then I don't know why she didn't kill the nanny, but who knows what her plan was there. But they could have kept the husband on board and maybe eaten him. But you're right. They probably should have eaten the nanny and they would have kept alive. So, hey, everybody, quick early Monday morning show. I get a busy day at work today, so I couldn't go on later in the day. I wanted to get on early today and do a quick show. So I want to appreciate I want to thank everybody that came into the show and I really appreciate each, each and every one of you coming in. It does mean a lot to me. If you're here for the first time, please follow my show. Please share my live um, out there to everybody else. And uh, we have, you know, we try to do a show every day. I, I come on in the morning, a lot of times at 1130 a.m. Eastern time, other times early. So this week I'm going to be early today and tomorrow. 
I'm traveling for work for a couple of days, and then later in the week, I'll be back again. So for everybody out there, everyone say prayers for Gabby Petito's family. Hopefully they catch this laundry clown who apparently killed her. They found this young woman's body over the weekend, and it's just another sad story of a beautiful young woman who had her life cut short too early. So for everybody in here, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. And that is the John DeVito show for today. Everyone have a good week. I know it's Monday. Mondays suck, but let's do the best we can to get through it and move on towards Friday. All right. Take care, everybody. Nothing like getting it going on a Monday morning. I can't end it now. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's Monday, baby. I think that's Mrs. Ferraro in the jail who was pleasuring herself to the inmate. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. Have a great Monday.